Welcome to a Cup of Freedom podcast. This is Matt Calbraith, and this is a brand new podcast for finding freedom from pornography and sexual addiction, and to provide a connecting place for people who desire to be free and sexually whole. This is episode three, and it is called Your Story Matters, part three. It's really God's story anyway. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how our story is really God's story that he's telling through our lives and all the pain and all the struggle and all the difficulty is really not only to comfort us, but then to also bring comfort to other people. So let's go. It is for freedom that you have been set free. Welcome to a Cup of Freedom podcast, where we believe that freedom is available. Now, here's your host, Matt Galbraith. Welcome to the show. This is episode three. So glad to be with you today. Wow, I can't believe it's episode three already. So excited to be with you today and to share with you. And yes, I have my cup of coffee. I hope you do. I today am enjoying a cup of Javalia. So several years ago, I don't know, it's been probably maybe 10 years or so ago, we started getting into, my wife and I started getting into this Javalia um, coffee where the, it was kind of like you would order it through the mail. And so we we started, we started signing up for that and kept getting all these different kinds of Javalia and just kind of fell in love with that kind of coffee. And then a few years ago, I don't even, it's been a long time now, they started selling it in stores. And so we were like, wow, this is so exciting. We can now buy, buy the Javalia in the store. So uh, anyway, so glad that you are with us today. And we are wrapping up a three-part episode really on talking about Your Story Matters. And this is part three and it's called, it's really God's story anyway. And so uh, today I want to wrap up uh, just my story and what God has done in my life. But I want to kind of acknowledge right up front that um, I realize that this can be a difficult subject to talk about. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it took me 20 years just to talk about it in my own life. And I know some people it can take even longer than that. And so, so wherever you're at in this journey just give yourself some grace and realize that, uh, yeah, I know it's difficult. I know it's tough to talk about. I recently saw the movie um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the uh, the movie about Mr. Rogers. And there's this quote that he has in the movie um, that Tom Hanks plays the character Mr. Rogers. And I wanted to share it to start off because I really, this is kind of where I'm going with this today to wrap it up. And the quote says, anything that's human is mentionable. And anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. When we can talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting, and less scary. The people we trust with that important talk can help us know that we are not alone. And there's a lot I love about that, but really just the general sense that anything that we're going through Anything that's human is mentionable. We can talk about it, in other words. And actually, by talking about it, it becomes more manageable, becomes more real as we begin to share 
our struggle, we begin to share what's going on inside of us, it actually becomes less overwhelming, becomes less upsetting and even less scary. And so he then talks and ends with that, with the people that we trust with that can help us to know that we're not alone. And so that's what I've kind of been building up to this whole time of encouraging you to, first of all, know that you have a story and that's kind of the gateway to freedom the beginning doorway, if you will, to freedom, and then to be able to find someone safe and to, that you can trust to to share that with, to share your story with, to share your struggle with. And as you do that, like the quote says, it becomes more manageable. It becomes this, you, you're not alone and you don't feel alone. So I wanted to start off with that. And really what I want to wrap up today is just kind of my story. And as I said in the title, this is really God's story anyway. So it's as I began to realize sharing my story that this is not really about me and sharing this, this is about God. This is the story that he is telling in my life and through my life. And this is the story that he wants to to use my life for, to tell his story through, to bring comfort and really glory to him through this. So I had to get to that point that this was not even really about me. It's about now being willing to share it to give hope and healing and freedom to other people. And so that's my prayer for you as you continue on this journey. So uh, the last time we talked, I was just kind of started, you know, talking about how, um, you know, my marriage. So again, 20 year addiction, 11 years into my marriage and finally got to this point where my wife was basically done and ready to leave. And, and so that's when I first, you know, that, that's what it took for me to get to this place of, of finally being ready to, and so sick of it, to finally get started on healing. And so that was the starting point, uh, really, for me, was finally sharing my story and getting it out there. But, you know, initially, you, you share your story, it doesn't all just go away like that. And so, kind of for me, it began this really probably nine to 12 month journey of, uh, first of all, sharing the story, becoming aware of what was going on inside of me, getting honest with myself, and then really getting to a place of seeing how it was affecting other people in my life, seeing how it was affecting my wife, my family. Uh, and then the, the really the last point of, of freedom really came of seeing how it was hurting my relationship with God. Uh, and until I got to that point, it was all just about dealing with either myself or the circumstances in my life. So I had to get to this place where I really um, wanted to see how it was affecting my relationship with him. And so there's, uh, you know, the scripture talks about having a godly sorrow versus having a worldly sorrow. And there's a big difference. And so the godly sorrow that we can have is really what God's after for us. And the godly sorrow, and this verse is in 2 Corinthians 7.10. And it talks about godly sorrow actually leading to repentance, not having a sorrow that the world has. So the worldly sorrow is a sorrow of, I'm sorry because I got caught. I'm sorry because of what other people are going to think. I'm sorry because of how this is going to look to other people. And, you know, so that was the sorry 
I lived in for 20 years, it was, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And I would even tell God, I'm sorry. I told God I'm sorry thousands of times, but I wasn't really, it's not the kind of godly sorrow that it talks about here in scripture. So this worldly sorrow of, oh yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm really more sorry because of what it's, um, how it's affecting me. It was more of a selfish sorrow or also a sorrow of how, you know, how this is going to look to other people. And, you know, I was a teacher for 20 years and I could tell when kids would get in trouble, I could tell right away how sincere their, their apology was. You know, I would usually try to, you know, make them, make them say an apology, but you could kind of tell whether they were, you know, just saying, I'm sorry because I told them or because they were actually sorry because they really truly were sorry. Or the other thing was they were sorry because they got caught. So, so that, that applies here though, with the struggle with, with pornography, because there's a sorrow, there's a sorry that, oh, I got caught. There's a sorry that someone found out, my wife found out, someone else found out. Uh, there's a sorry of how I look, how I look to other people, that kind of, that kind of sorry. And then there's a godly sorrow and the godly sorrow actually says that's the, that's being sor- sorry to the point of, I'm so sick of this in my life, and I'm really sick of it to the point of how it's affecting my relationship and intimacy and fellowship with the Lord. And until I got to that point, I really was still kind of dealing more with a worldly sorrow versus a godly sorrow. And so then it says the godly sorrow leads to repentance, and repentance is is just simply turning from what I was doing, what I was thinking, my attitude and my actions and my will, turning that back towards something else, back towards something better. It was saying no to this thing that I thought was going to fill me up, this thing that I thought was going to complete me, and actually turning from that, turning my back to it, but not just saying no to that, but saying yes to something so much better, saying yes to Jesus Christ which is what I believe is that so much better. So you have to get to this place of having this godly sorrow. Uh, of, of And again, it wasn't just me just over and over again, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, because I really was trying in that way, trying to use God to uh, just make everything go away. And I didn't, I wasn't willing to do my part. I wasn't willing to do my part of, of, of having the godly sorrow, being so broken of my sin so sick of it, hating it, getting to a point of hating it, uh, where I was willing to then turn from it. That's the repentance part, to turn from it, turn my back on it and run to something better to realize that that uh, he's offering himself. Uh, Jesus is offering himself and that is the remedy, that is the solution ultimately for, for, this, for this struggle. So uh, after I finally got serious about freedom, uh, you know, this was in year 11 of the marriage. I, I, I shared my story, began to experience this godly sorrow. And then kind of my, my, the period of time there then was, I, you know, I, I began to stop looking at it in, you know, in my behavior, but I had all these images and all these thoughts in my mind. And so they, there would still be some moments where this image would come up and I would, you know, still masturbate to it. And so even though the behavior, I wasn't looking at it and acting out, I still had all this junk, if you will, in my mind. Uh, 
And so, so that next part of that healing and freedom was now God beginning to remove that, like, like this idea of, you know, Romans 12, two being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I needed my mind to be renewed. Now I wasn't acting out on my behavior, but I still was acting out with masturbation through these images and things that were just implanted in my, in my, in my, in my brain. And I wanted to get those out of there. So it was one by one, just submitting those to the Lord, surrendering those to the Lord. You know, as they would come up, I had to begin to just really immediately give it to God and not let it linger, not let it go any farther than, than what it should. And so that was really a process really for me of about nine to 12 months where I would have, I would not have any relapses of behavior, but it was a relapse of masturbation where I would act out in that because of these images. And so I had to, to just really begin to learn and discipline myself to give those thoughts to the Lord immediately and not let them take hold, not let them, uh, you know, fester and develop into something where I'd want to go and, and masturbate. And then I got involved, um, in uh you know a, a small group of guys and that really i that really helped me to begin to also acknowledge and see that that um that i wasn't uh, alone in this and then by god's grace i was able to start leading my own group and that was within really the first the first uh even though i wasn't fully fully all the way with it out of my mind, I began to lead, lead a group uh, within my church in the first really six to nine months of experiencing freedom and just began to see that, that God was now going to begin to use this story, use all this pain, all this struggle to help other people. And it just kind of was like, wow, like this is not just really about me. This is not for me. This is really, God, your story. You know, I shared with you, I think in the first or second episode, how much of a struggle it had been for me just to get to reconcile the fact that I had a story that it was significant and that 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 somebody could get something out of it and that God wanted to use it, actually, like God wanted to use it. It was not about me. It was for him to use it for his glory. And that I had trouble with that. It's like, oh, I didn't come from abuse. I didn't come from, you know, all this kind of background of trauma and some of that. I had a good home had a loving family. I was in church all the time. It was, you know, my experience, you would look back and you'd probably look at me and say, man, that's not a person that would be a very high candidate to get, to develop a porn addiction. But yet it happened. And yet I chose you know, to go down that road. And so, so my story, I think though, resonates with some people as I began to do coaching and, 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 and talking with other people of, of similar situations of growing up uh, in a good family, growing up in the church, even, and and then, but yet having this struggle and not really knowing what to do with it and where to go with it, especially because you're within the church. So I just want you to, again to acknowledge those of you that maybe have that particular story in your own life to some degree, that you've been a part of the church forever, and you really have struggled with this, and you don't know what to do with it. You don't know where to go with this, and you don't feel like you can talk to anybody about it, just to know that I, I know I'm with you on that. Um, and, and that, uh, that I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. Uh, and, and it can, and can be a challenge to find, uh, find someone to talk about. But that really, again, was just me coming to terms with that and saying, God, yes, surrendering that to him and saying, this story is for you to use. And how do you want to use that? And then just to be obedient in, in how, he was going to use that story. And it started off with me just leading some small groups. And that began 
to give me even deeper layers of freedom. But I must say in all of this that, you know, the problems that I had caused, the consequences of my sin for 20 years and for 11 years of marriage didn't just go away overnight. That wasn't going to go away, especially to the damage it had done to my wife. And so I began to experience healing. I began to experience freedom and all this renewal. And, and my wife was still very wounded and she had to go through her own healing process. And, um, you know, and that's, that was also the other painful part of this is that it's not just my own individual healing, but when you're, when you're married, then you're trying to also heal a marriage and realizing that this may or may not work out. This other person may or may not choose to stick with it. And by God's grace, she chose to stick with me, even through the painful healing process. Yeah, it was painful to go through the addiction process, but then even almost even more than going through the healing process and freeing, freedom process, because then it really gets raw. It really gets real. It really gets honest. And for me to be able to hear from her as we began to go through counseling and things, how much this hurt her, I actually needed to, as painful as it was, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear her say that uh, because it just gave me a deeper level of healing and freedom. And yes, it was hard to hear, but I needed to hear it. It was God's way of saying, Matt, this is this is part of the consequence of it. Um, and this is the damage that it did. And it, But it's also a huge part of the healing and the freedom uh, because this can heal somebody else. This can help somebody else. That's another layer of the story. So really, again, nine to 12 months for me of kind of experiencing this new and then and then just living in that and continuing then to to share my story with small groups, leading a lot of men's groups. Uh, and then just through my church began organically kind of leading, uh, just meeting with guys, just started meeting with guys through uh, one-on-one, going to have coffee and we listen to their story, and it wasn't necessarily even all always about pornography. But it, you know, at some point, people began to hear my story, and they 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 felt safe to to kind of share with me, and so began to do that. And then a couple of years ago, God really kind of woke me up and impressed upon me that He wanted to use this in a more intentional way, and that's when I uh, He called me to start this new ministry called Freedom for You, and really a ministry where we we really serve. And uh, serve those that are that are caught up in this, that are addicted uh, in some way with sexual uh, bondage um, and addiction, and began to say, "Matt, I want you to use your story in an intentional way to serve, to love on people, to coach them, to counsel, and to just guide them to be a guide and a mentor." You know, I love this idea of mentoring, where you know, um, I'm thinking of the mentor as the person who's already been there and done that. They've already walked the journey. They've already gone through it. And they're kind of on the, they're, they're on the other side. They're not kind of, they've already gotten on the other side. They've experienced freedom. And now it's like, okay, attach, I want to attach myself to them because they've been through this and they're going to help guide me and show me the way on the path where I need to go. And so that's the idea of mentoring, and that's what I do. I coach and mentor guys and say, hey, come alongside. This is what I've gone through. Uh, yes, I know every story is unique, but there's some similarities in the commonalities of, of the process. And so come along, join me for the ride, if you will, and, and we'll take this journey together. And so God called me to that and be more intentional with, uh, with meeting with, with guys in a one-on-one situation and also in groups. And so that's what I do. I do one-on-one coaching. 
uh, do group coaching. So uh, I'll put a link uh, to uh, to our ministry in this description if you're interested in something like that, of reaching out and, again, being able to just tell your story to someone. Um, if that's something that you would want to be a part of, I'll put a link for for that. But um, I really kind of want to wrap this up, too, of this, this um, you know, I had to heal myself before my marriage could heal. I had nothing to give my wife. I had nothing to give my spouse because I was so empty. My walk with the Lord had gotten so far away. So I had that this nine, 12 month healing process really was me developing my relationship with Christ again in a deeper way. And out of that, out of my bucket being full, I was then now really in a lot of ways for the first time being be able to actually give something to my spouse, to give something to her. And, and so that was really the journey. And she had to go on her own individual healing journey. And by the two of us, going on our own kind of separate individual journeys. We got closer to the Lord. We got deeper intimacy with the Lord. And through that, we ended up healing and forgiving and showing grace um, to each other and her just showing so much uh, amazing grace and unending forgiveness to me through all that pain. And I am eternally grateful to her and thankful to her uh, for that um, because it's really God's story. And it's it's beautiful, and it's and it's it's amazing, and so, um, so this 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 idea of it being God's story, another verse that I really like that I would encourage you as an action step this week to to read to look at is in Second Corinthians one three through five, and I'm going to summarize it here, but it basically talks about that God is the God of all comfort, so He's the one who's responsible for comforting us. When I was going through my comfort, it was coming from Him. Not my circumstances, not even going through small groups or counseling or any of that, but it was coming through. Those were some of the tools that God was using, but it was ultimately coming from him. And so he's the God of all comfort. And as he comforts us, then he wants that comfort that we experience to then be used to comfort someone else who may be going through similar circumstances, similar struggles. So I love that. that God comforts us. We receive that comfort. And then now why? What's the purpose of that? So we can now go and comfort someone else, comfort others. So I want you to maybe look at that verse again, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5, and to be able to really realize that this is not really even your story. It's God's story. He wants to use what you're going through in a very powerful way for someone else. And that can happen even now. I want to encourage you, even if you're not even completely free of this as far as this. I mean... You could still reach out to someone and help them and let them know that they don't have to walk it alone. Maybe you start walking with somebody else in the same journey. So whether it's day one or day 10,000 in this journey, you still can comfort somebody else in the process. I believe that. Um, and so another action step, just to kind of wrap up here, I want to give you... So reading that verse in in, in 2 Corinthians and then... Uh, kind of really a three-step kind of kind of process here of, uh, number one, identifying where you're at in the journey. Where are you today in the journey? Um, maybe you still have not even begun to even realize that you need to get, get the story out there, that you're, you need to get honest with this. And, and that's okay. Give yourself some grace, but also to begin to really identify where, where are you. You know, I don't know if you remember the old... Uh, the, in, in the malls, you would go in the mall and you would see the, the, it would have the directory of all the stores in the mall and they would have this red dot 
And this red dot would say, what would it say, right? You are here. And so I think that's so important in the journey is you can't, you don't know where you're going. You can't know where you're going until you know where you are. So where are you? Being, getting this self-awareness of here's where I'm at. I'm kind of at the end of my rope. Again, like I told you, I had to get to a place where I'm like, I'm so sick of this. I hate this. I don't want this in my life. Until you get to that point, you're still kind of, again, managing it. So where are you in the journey? That's the first step. And then uh, step two then would be finding your why. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to actually do a whole episode on this uh, soon. Uh, what's your motivation? What's your motivation for giving up porn or, or all of this? Is it just um, because you want to find a, a, a wife someday or you want to, you know, you want your your marriage to be better. Those are all good things, all good things. But it's it really at some point has to be much deeper than that, something deeper than just like giving up porn. Like I'm actually giving up porn because I'm saying yes to something so much better, so much richer, so much deeper. And that's where I finally had to get to. It was like, oh, I just, I, I just kept saying to myself, oh, I got to get over this. I got to get over this. I got to get over this. But I never really found my why. Like why? Yes, I want my marriage to be healed. Yes, I want to be sexually whole. Yes, I don't want this in my life. But ultimately, it was because I, I knew it was getting in the way and blocking my fellowship with the Lord. So what's your why? Asking God, what is, what is that? Is, is, is it just the superficial stuff, the more of the surface stuff? Or is it something much deeper? And when you get to that area where it becomes much deeper, you experience so much more freedom. And then third, uh, this idea of just embracing the journey. I told you it was really about a nine to 12 month kind of journey for me of kind of fully kind of getting to a place where um, where I was really walking in some deeper freedom. Uh, but I will tell you this, that even to this day, the journey is still not over. Uh, you know, even though, I mean, the struggle is different now, but I, but there's still a, there's still the process. I'm still in process. This side of heaven, I will always be in process. God is always growing me and maturing me and growing me into be more Christ-like. And so that doesn't ever end. And, and this area of sexual purity is the way that he has chosen to use to grow me and mature me in my life. And so I'm still in process. So that's the same thing for you, whether you're on day one again or day 10,000, you're in process. And I, I tell my guys all the time that I work with, in, embrace the journey. A lot of them are like just wanting to come in. They want the quick answers. Give me the one, two, three. Give me the quick fix. And I just I have to remind them, I know that's what you want. I wanted it too. But there really is no quick fix. You can you can try to go with the quick fix, but it doesn't actually fix anything. Because I was trying a bunch of quick fixes for 20 years, and it didn't ultimately give lasting change and lasting freedom. So embrace the process. Embrace the journey. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's really ongoing uh, because your behavior can stop in the beginning, but then you're dealing with emotions and you're dealing with your thought life, and you're dealing with your belief system, and those things, that takes time to work through. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Again, I uh, I really appreciate those of you that are listening. And if you have, uh, if you've gained any uh, value from this, uh, would you consider uh, supporting the show? Um, you know, your sh- your support of this show will help 
uh, us to be able to, to keep making this podcast and just to continue to improve it and to level it up, if you will. And so would you consider that today? Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we'll put a link in the, uh, in the description for that. Uh, and thanks for considering. So thanks again for joining us on this episode. And as we say in this community, uh, come as you are and find freedom.